Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Based, we're here with Alex Crocus, Cold Cuts, very hype. Also, Let's boys, go. this is the first episode uh, where I actually, the Ethernet cable is in use. So we should have, I know, let's, let's fucking, fucking go, go, dude. The Alex is like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Bro, we this? have been recording uh, this I'm thing. impressed with the connection so far. Okay, I'm on Wi-Fi, so I hope good. I don't let y'all down. I think because I'm be running right. it, it's it's heavily relying on mine the most, but I could be talking out of my ass. I don't know tech, but we have been We're running this out. without Ethernet and like every 10 minutes... Me or Harris it lags and we have to like catch freezes. up. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's a bit so stupid. But uh, this is fresh, bro. This is this is. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a web comic artist on our web comics podcast. It's Usually, true. it's like I understand why he doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, nah, yeah, I mean, uh, they're hard to come by. They're hard to come by. That uh, <laughs> it's true. Well, they're kind of normal. There are a lot of people who I was I'm surprised don't show their face, don't show their voice, don't really want to have any type of like um I don't know, like public appearance, which is like interesting to me cuz I don't know, I I never understood I never really understood that. It's that seems like it's like an internet thing cuz normally like actual celebrities their name and information is all out there but then you get this like internet celeb and people are like "Ooh, i don't want people to know who i am yeah it's well like, it's oh, weird crap. i only get that if like because there's some like you know like right wing or like far right webcomic people where it's like the punchline is the n-word that mm-hmm. i get where it's like i i'd rather people not know my face or my name but it's like if you do fresh stuff it's kind of like why would you not difference want people to know you're making it and whatever like mm-hmm. you never know baby you never know but uh this is very base thank you alex i think we tried to uh i think we tried to get you on when was it like thanksgiving uh it was sometime during the holidays so it got a little, yeah. Hard it was a little hectic yeah i think it was my bad though i think i scheduled you on a date where harris was like super busy Oh yeah, it was your fault. It was my fault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was my fault. You can go back to thinking it was yours. No, no. (laughs) I I distinctly remember I scheduled it on a day where you said like, "Bro, I'm gonna be with my Latinx girl. I can't. Like, I'm gonna be too busy." All over Uh, the map. I don't know. Oh God, is that how you pronounce it? I've been (laughs) saying it wrong this whole time. It's Latinx. Zach says Latinx, but. I don't know. Yo, I, Harris, don't let me sorry. forget because you're a smarter man than I. But we do have, uh, we won't start with them, but we do have some Patreon, Patreon questions, questions for Alex, yeah. for Mr. Crocus. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask something, Alex. Is it, am I right in saying that you have something of like an art background? Did you study art in school? Um. Yeah, I went to um, the Fashion Institute of Technology oh, really? for that's general cool. illustration. Damn, that's nice. cool as hell, bro. That is cool. So you've always kind of wanted uh did you always want to do comics or you just knew you wanted to do drawing type shit? Um, I just knew that I wanted to do drawing. When I applied to colleges, 
like when I was like, I guess 17 or 18, I had no prospects or like no ambitions really. And I just knew that I liked to draw and I wanted to go to school in New York city and FIT was a state school that um, wouldn't have broken my bank. And I just chose to, I actually went to, I went there for fine arts initially and learned very quickly from doing like the classic art school orientation week of sharing sketchbooks with people that I was not a fine art major and I was very much an illustrator because everything I did was very um, like representational and like kind of cartoonish. And like one friend I made was just like, dude, what the hell are you doing in fine arts? And I pivoted and did illustration and at the end of an illustration degree, I learned that I didn't want to be an illustrator uh, and did like an animation internship afterward. And I think it started to click with me there that uh, cartoons were the move. Yeah. Yeah. Whether Dude, they I be gotta... moving or static. Yeah. Uh, I, I think get... I found my spot. I got to get sure. more into your because I've only seen the clips on Instagram do most of those, you know, those ones where you do it's your like raccoon guy and it's almost like a talk show setup. Are those pulled directly from your podcast or because they seem to be vocal <laughs> clips from something? Um, no, they that the we me and my friend James, we don't have a podcast. But I think after doing a couple of those little recordings, we felt inspired to start one. Very so that cool. might happen this year. Welcome to but, the club, quirky white boy. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, knew, yeah, uh, I think just hearing your tale of being 18, that's like so Italian. There's something about Italian men at age 18. It's kind of like how salmon are like, you know, we got to go here and swim up river. There's something where if you're Italian, it's like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I want to go to New York City. I got to go to New York City, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's something. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to go back to the motherland. Uh, both my parents were from the Bronx, and they left to go to the safe countryside of Connecticut to raise me. And once I hit uh, adulthood, I was like, I must return. Yes. The Italian and, uh, here I am. When uh when did you feel like New you York City? To, when did you, oh, it's gorgeous out there. It's uh, a beautiful day in New York, man. When, when, when did you start to see like some sort of like internet celebrity clicking for you? Because I've been seeing your comics for a while actually, but um you've got a really nice following, like and uh, and like a unique style. Do you remember yeah. when it started to feel like, oh shit, this is like a thing now? Like uh, this is people are following me. Um. I think it's been like a slow accumulation over maybe like five years. Like right. it wasn't really an overnight sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'd get like occasional bumps when I would make comics for like Vice or Buzzfeed and they would like post it on their profile. And then I would wake up to like a couple thousand more followers, but it definitely felt like, since like 2016 to now it would just be like a slow slow growth though this past year when i started making like animated comics or ones uh -huh. that i would voice over and i would post on reels uh those would do very well because the the algorithm just like reward rewarded me for making reels interesting so i i did kind of 
double my Instagram following in this past year. And that, that's impressive Beast. because I feel like Instagram is fucking impossible to grow on. Like I, Instagram I, sucks ass. Dude, I Twitter. cannot figure, sucks I cannot ass. crack the code, honestly. Like, uh, I think that you are both very well equipped for um, taking advantage of Instagram because like Instagram in 2023 is only good for two things. It's good for people who want to be hot. And it's good for people who want to make comics. Yeah. Um, I guess this falls under the first one, but it's also good for if there was a girl in high school you used to think was hot, you can go check in on her now and jack off to all of her pictures. Oh, nice. that's, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's like not going to get you <laughs> follows, though. You don't know. You can, like, jack off every day and no one's going to like your posts. This is crushing, Zach. This is crushing the swag, like, Fuck. business model. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I had my whole year planned out. It's fucking ruined. <laughs> no, it uh, sounds like, uh, I mean, you and me have said this ourselves, Harris, but it sounds like maybe, uh, well, I guess you just said this. I mean, is do you think Reels played a big part in your, your big Instagram growth or boost? Um... I think I just took advantage of it. I think that I, um, me personally, nothing does better than, than me just posting static comics that mm -hmm. I break up into like separate panels. And maybe it's like a style thing. Maybe it's, uh, just a, a supportive audience, but I feel like comics are just like highly shareable things that, people often see themselves in and want to share as a reflection of themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, the story feature on Instagram is very, like very useful for that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that different from Twitter. Like you two have such great supportive Twitter followings and it's because people see your work and they like it and then they share it. And I feel like that could be translated to Instagram very easily. It's possible, yeah. but I will say, at least from what I've noticed, well, you know what, I'll, I'll use Harris as a good example, because when we reconnected, we, we went to college together, but uh, I remember I hit Harris up and I was like, bro, you, you got to post more of your comics, and you were kind of like, bro, I've, I've been posting them on Instagram, I'm not seeing shit, and I was yeah. like, dude, listen to me, post on Twitter, and uh, the rest is history, baby. Now you're, wow. you're Big Leagues Beetle Moses. Uh <laughs> Well, yeah. it did. It did feel like there was just a. I mean, even though the story share on Instagram is nice because it's also like people. There is a non-committal aspect. It sounds so like stupid in the grand scheme, but there's a bit about like on Twitter when somebody retweets your shit, it's straight up them just tweeting it again, basically, and then all of their followers right. are going to see what you tweeted, which I love about Twitter. Like, I really like that aspect, and it's basically. For somebody who's trying to find growth, if you have a viral tweet, you'll see it snowballing for that reason. Instagram is the story share. It just doesn't have the same punch because it's not people still mm -hmm. need to interact to get there rather than it just showing up in their feed. But I feel like you story shares are nice because people don't like people will just offhandedly share things. You know what I mean? And that yeah. will yeah. reach people. But I don't know. My growth on Instagram has been way slower, and I'd like... You've been pumping up, though, a bit. I think you're almost caught bit, up to me. You're like a, a couple bit. K away. Yeah, but yeah. but I think, you, I think you're I think you on to something with the Reels thing. I know there's a lot of, like... 
it's especially hot with the webcomic circle. Like I see this and it's a little cringy. Even people that I like in the webcomic circle post shit like this. That's about like the big sp- spooky algorithm. And I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, how, how many fucking comics do we need to see about the algorithm? Like seriously. Yeah. You know I mean? But like, there is something right. there. I, I think people are just going to be talking about it forever. And some of it feels superstitious to me where it's like, is there really anything here or is it, you know what I mean? Or is Dude, it just like, I agree with you, but any day of the week, I would rather see someone's shitty algorithm comic than so help me God. If I have to see one more artist block comic, I'm going oh, to kill writer's myself, block. dude. They yeah. are literally the worst fucking comics Those ever suck. made, dude. Ever yeah. fucking made, bro. Yeah, the, yeah, the joke is always like, I have nothing to say. So right. here's yeah. a comic and then, like, having nothing to say. Yeah. It'll either get really silly or the punchline will be that nothing happens. And it's like, I get it, dude. Yeah, I've seen it. this before. Yeah. We've yeah, all seen we this before. It. Dude, um, I think I, this on... is... Uh... Sorry, p- please, don't let me interrupt. Oh. Oh, um, on the on the topic of reels, I think that comic artists can like pivot to reels very easily because every comic artist has the ability to be a filmmaker because it's all sequential art. They're essentially like storyboards for a very short format film. So like everyone has the ability to just uh drop their comic panels in like a pirated copy of premiere cs6 mm-hmm. put some music behind it and have like a 10 second video um mm-hmm. and if they are down to like do their own voiceover over it that gives it like this touch of humanity that instagram fucking loves yeah. um and i just feel like a lot of artists who are very like stuck in their ways on how they like to do things see this opportunity to try something new and like work in video Mm -hmm. and all they do is like cross their arms and pout and like yeah like no one's going to you're not going to take advantage of this platform at all if you're being a little pussy baby about it it's true yeah it's true i see that shit all the time uh and also i've been seeing your i've been seeing the the ones that you do you host these little or what it looks like to me is like a live reading of your comics like on a at the bookstore things yeah the bookstore what's the the story with that how did that start um all of these those clips that i posted from that comic reading was just for my book release that was uh back in october by the way bro that is very very do do you want to plug that do you have any left or did you sell out um no there are there are copies left um people can get it through my instagram or twitter link it, uh the publisher silver sprocket and you could just order from their website that's but crazy. the book is you said you'd sign us copies that's so nice of you <laughs> um sure yeah i'll i'll, I'll do whatever you want <laughs> we'll still buy them we'll still buy them oh we'll still buy them <laughs> uh, uh yeah awesome. the, the book is like an anthology of like my favorite strips from like the last five years um and on a sentimental level it's it's really nice to hold this thick ass brick of a book that amazon says weighs exactly one pound uh it just it's it's nice to just see and hold and feel like I have been doing yeah, something. You made all that. Yeah, like you a made baby. that shit. That's crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. Dude, uh, I could definitely break a windshield with it, and that's that's a nice go. feeling. That's all that matters. Yeah. This is a bit of a, <laughs> uh, a two-parted question. And part of the question is uh, kind of from the Patreon, but I'm, I'm very curious, too, so I'm going to get it out of the mm-hmm. way. First question. 
So you said you were you did shit for like Vice and BuzzFeed, which <laughs> I had no idea about. Were these standalone things or did they involve your raccoon? And then the second part of the question, just out of curiosity, are you a furry? Or are you kind of like me <laughs> and Beetle to an extent where it's like I, I call it a a, a furry f f a u x r r y where it's like, dude, I just like cartoon animals. I'm not really I'm not going to throw the suit on. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, I used to have a pretty narrow view of what furry meant. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had to uh, be really into the uh, pornography of like drawn animals with like the Disney eyes. Uh-huh. Now that uh, I am to, into, like, qualify as that such. I am into. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, they could they could be mutually exclusive. Um, uh-huh. I don't know, but. Um, it was only when I started selling cheese with this guy who identified as a crow that I realized wow. that there are a lot of nuances to what uh, being anthro could mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I'm I'm a guy who draws himself and all of his friends as raccoon, as animals, and... I feel like on paper that's like pretty goddamn furry that's pretty furry that's maybe pretty i'm furry. just in denial i'm I, just kind of you you know you're talking about the porn thing and to me it's like if you're a white-blooded heterosexual man there's no way you see rouge the bat and you don't want a jacket like that's just <laughs> she's that's a so fucking real. smoke show baby but that's uh so <laughs> you are right um, to i mean now. she was it's like, like a... she was meticulously designed to be a smoke show no She's Latinx coded. No doubt. She's yeah, Latinx coded. Absolutely. Selma uh, Hayek with wings. Baby. How long? How long have you been doing the raccoon? Uh, like, when did that come about? Did you get that while you were still in school, or did that come later? And was that the, came out? Was that part of the BuzzFeed art, like comics, or that was different? Um, that I did some for BuzzFeed with the raccoon character, um, but, but it seemed like there was some uh ambiguity around like ownership of it that got me kind of nervous oh they were trying uh, so, to like th- say that they'd own him oh, yeah interesting. oh that sucks ass, uh, dude yeah but i uh i asked for like a contract negotiation and like got that all figured out but good looks it got me like tugging at my collar a little bit for a while and made me realize that i have to be better at reading contracts yeah um so now when it comes to uh, doing like work for like publishers and like online or like online publishers and clients, I'm a little bit more guarded with characters and IPs that are important to me. And I will, I will much sooner just do like, you know, classic web comic blob people yeah, for stuff. Yeah. Not, not um, a blob fish. Because it's really hard to, uh, you know, throw a copyright on something like that. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's that. funny. Uh, I think I've mentioned. I've I've definitely mentioned this story in the pod before, but just because it's kind of in the same vein, like it is honestly so insane how easily your shit can get stolen. Um, you know, I met up with this dude who was kind of. Uh, he's. I'll call him my mentor. He's a really cool guy, but he does like some animation type stuff work. And uh, I saw these like drawings of little squirrels on his computer. And I was like, what are these? And he was like, bro, it's like, you know, the nutsack boys or whatever. I, I forget what he called them, but he was like, dude, come look at this. Great, man. 
and he opens this book and shows me all these squirrels and all these like stories and plot points. And I was like, in the back of my head instantly, I was like, this looks so familiar. Like, did this come out on TV or whatever? And he was like, essentially just to make the story short enough, he went to Will, not Will Arnett, Will Forte. He, he went to Will Forte's uh, production studio and pitched them this story about these nut, these squirrel guys who are like on a heist and they, they didn't end up taking it, but he, he didn't have it copyrighted, whatever. Six months later, that studio drops. Uh, fuck. I forget the name of it. It was some squirrel heist movie, the nutcase or something, <laughs> really? but like it was literally, idea. Dude, they literally ripped it down to like all of the characters. And I was like, that, that kind of made me realize like, damn bro. Like you, you really do have to be fucking careful. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially as like a smaller artist, like it would be so easy for someone to fucking just to come just in and rip slip. shit. Um, yeah. That was a uh, that was kind of my like New Year's resolution is to sort of focus a little bit more on the business side of things because I'm been so focused on just like oh let me draw 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 let me make as much art as <laughs> I want and all this shit. But there is yeah. like especially when you start to have eyes on your work, there's a lot of fucking shady. It's a shady business, so it's you like... gotta yeah, dude. Please focus on that because I'm I'm too stupid of a man. As my no, business yeah. partner, you gotta you gotta cover that aspect. Although I was offended two weeks into when we made the podcast, you were like, "Yo, uh, you mind signing a contract?" Uh, my dad said you should sign a contract that uh, we split Whoa. stuff. You know, I was like, true. "Dude, what, yo, I'm not gonna scream." Italian goon voice you're using. Yeah, is I know. <laughs> it, it's all it's all real though, man. All this shit is. Like, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, all, all this shit is like, but it's also like, I mean, we've been talking about this is not an interesting conversation for Alex to be a part of, also probably. But it's like, I mean, dude, we need to fucking we need to trademark cold. I've been having like, fun. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we, I don't know, like, how any of that works. I'm not, I know nothing about, like, legality, but, like, things like copyright and LLC and trademarks and stuff is, like, you should do some of this up. One, because of fucking, you get tax exemptions on certain, or, you know, you can fucking. That sounds based. I need for, tax some, for certain shit that we're spending money on here. And then, and also just to protect our brand and ourselves. Yeah, Alex, is like, your shit co- yeah. uh, copyrighted? Um... No, but right, Harris. So we're gonna, in, in, we're all gonna of copyright my cold cuts and Alex <laughs> Crocus. We're stealing <laughs> it from him, baby. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, um, just, just do the raccoon justice, please. Well, you um, do have the, you, when you do the book printing. Did you have to sign any like legal documentation to protect that stuff? Um, I own the rights to everything that's in my nice. book. Yeah, the book. Um, Silver Sprocket, great publisher. Every artist who gets published by them like owns everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like a pre-existing relationship with them, so it felt very safe. But that's good. If any like artist like wants to like go into publishing or try and have like their ideas be turned into a show, um, learning contracts, copyright, and other legalese is like necessary, dude. It's sure. so crucial because I mean you're seeing it now, dude. There's so many artists who are coming out and talking about it where they get paid to make a show, whether it's like Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Yeah, we'll pay you. Give us two seasons. They make the two seasons, and then Netflix and Hulu decide, like, we're not going to release the show. We're going to take a tax cut and say it failed. And then the artist is like, oh, cool. Can I show people? And it's like they literally are legally not allowed to show anyone. Yeah. Even if the season is finished, they're not allowed to show it to anyone 
and it literally gets shelved away and it's like no one will ever see it again and they're not allowed to even use their own character it's so yeah fucked up. i mean so that's been happening a lot in the last six months yeah mm-hmm. i think a lot of fans of animation and people in the animation industry have watched so many people's beloved ideas just be locked away never to be seen by the creator or the rest of the world regardless of how complete they are and i think it was really sobering for a lot of people on the fringes of the industry wanting to get in more Mm -hmm. and it led to them at or it leads to everyone asking themselves like yo is it worth developing my idea for literally years to make a pilot that will ultimately just be put in a cellar and literally do. never seen again. It My dream. It's sobering. If, yeah, for I, if, sure. if cold cuts ever gets big enough to finance this, it would be amazing. But if, if Harris and I don't do it, I'm predicting it now just because of how shitty things are going and how much like every time you see a shitty news story like that, you see so many web internet artists kind of come together and be like, yo, mm-hmm. we got to figure something out. But I'm predicting if, if we don't pull this off, there's going to be a Netflix type. It's either going to be a Netflix type thing where you pay for it, or it's going to be a YouTube type thing where it's free, but they make money on ads where it's all just unique adult animated shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just completely creator run. Um, but I feel like there's, there's nothing else out there right now. That's kind of like that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like that it would help the industry like so much. Um, Especially with creators yeah. wanting to own their own shit. True, yeah. I mean, I think we're even seeing, and I'm realizing this through having a Patreon now, is like, it's actually nice to have like sort of a dire- like a more direct line to your fans, basically. You know oh, what I mean? yeah. Rather than it, like, it, I think that Patreon, even that, I don't know how old the, the site is, but it's such a good... There's some stuff that needs to be ironed out, so it's like a little bit more like user-friendly and like malleable, mm-hmm. but... Like, I do love the idea that it's literally just like, here's the content, here's the person who likes the content. Like, it's just bang, bang, yeah. bang. There's no, like, middleman or, like, you know, like, content restriction. Even YouTube is, like, kind of annoying with that shit where they'll strike things or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Patreon is yeah. great because it's just like, boom, you're right there. And the creator, the, 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 per- the creator gets to be paid for their work by somebody who wants to see it and is willing to pay to see more of their work like it's just a great platform i think we'll probably see more stuff that's like that hope well i don't know if we will but it would be cool if more you know well if the the industry keeps going the way it's going i think you are correct i think most people who are smart are going to go the self-funding route like it it only makes sense you know what you can can do what you want you're not censored like you don't lose copyright shit like uh yeah you'll You'll never have as much freedom with your creative voice as you will, like, making, like, work for patrons. Yeah, 100%. Or being able to connect with them. Like, Harris and I got a beautiful email earlier today where someone sent us, I think they drew it themselves, but fart porn. Crazy. Beautiful women with large butts farting. And it's like, you know, if we were working for Netflix... How would they have emailed us? This? They would you know never what I mean? have found us. They would have never been able to do it, baby. <laughs> yeah. But uh, listen, in the last minute 30, I-, I have tried so hard not to metaphorically suck you off. So I'm just going to I'm going to start doing it now. But what I love most about your comics, bro, there's a lot of people who 
Like my niche, for instance, is like gay jokes, gay porn, semen, dog semen. You're good at it. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, thank you, uh, Goomba. Thank you. <laughs> but with your raccoon stuff, the thing I love the most is like, uh, this is a dumb comparison, maybe a little bit, but it, it's almost very Seinfeldian, in my opinion, <laughs> because there's I can see there's, that there's a, it's the each one is its own unique thing. There's not like you don't have like a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> are you in the last 30 seconds before you get cut off? Are you actively aware of that? Do you try not to do that? Or you're just like, I make what I think is funny. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I don't know if I can fit this into a minute. But um, I just have like a folder of scripts in my phone that's like several years old. And whenever I have Ordus Block, I just I just pull from that. That's the way to do it. You should make an Ordus yeah. Block cartoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've got a lot on deck. <laughs> I, I want to talk I more I about this. On them before. I actually do want to talk more about that when we get back, because that reminds me of mm -hmm. something else I wanted to talk about, too. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Daddy yeah. needs a quick Siggy break, and we'll 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 be right back. That sounds. I'm gonna good. crack another right beer. I've had two beers so far, and I'm like, "Where's the record button, dude?" <laughs> Very welcome I'm back. Fucking dying. Anyway, uh, I you were about to ask a good question, Harris. Me. I think or something you wanted well, to get into. There was something that I wanted to bring up because uh, Alex brought up that when he didn't have an idea, instead of writing one of those like cringe ass writer's block com comics. You went back to an old idea and like, oh, yeah. like, like revisited it, which is a great, which is great. That's, I do the same thing too. Like I keep a note of like ideas and if I can't think of anything, I'll usually go back to something that I Now, were you guys talking about dumb. doing What's an that? old idea or literally remaking an old comic? Uh, old idea. To, yeah. Old idea. I was talking okay. one that I'd never done. Yeah. And but you and actually that's happened on a few occasions where I've done an idea that when I first wrote it I was like this is too stupid it's too boring no one's gonna get it whatever and then if I'm I have nothing and I'm like well I might as well just draw it and put it out there they end up doing really well you know like because sometimes mm -hmm. you think an idea is bad and then once it like exists you never know like you never know what's going bro happen you are it. the most this guy i have ever met but you need to find that voice that tells you it's not good enough and literally gouge your thumbs through his <laughs> eyes dude last episode we had on harris was like these have been collecting dust on my shelf they're fucking trash and he pulls out three hats that he made oh, and yeah, painted with sonic <laughs> characters and they were like the coolest shit i've ever seen and i was like dude post these on twitter and they sold out in what, like ten minutes? This, yeah, they, I yeah. sold the three of them. You hand painted yeah. hats? Yeah. Do you want to see them? I'll show them. I haven't yeah. mailed them out yet. I have do tomorrow. Have, uh, I have to get this stuff. Can so. you show him a picture? Because I know you sold them of the pants you made. I have a photo of that too. Let me get the hat. Yeah, like, dude, this man. You know that meme that's like the goofy movie thing where it's like, "Damn, bitch, you live like this." I do. I love he it. Did that with jeans, with like one side the guy, one side the girl. And they came out. So I saw cool. that. That Did was you. Those? See those? That's his. Yeah, that That's his. Yeah, that came out great. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, I yeah. These are the hats. And when I came, when I painted them, I was like, ah, I don't really fuck with these. Like, I'm not crazy about how they came out. But yeah, I'm like so them. mad you didn't send this me the rouge the, one, bro. The Bass Pro Shops one. Oh, well, you didn't ship them <laughs> That's yet. Clean. No, I just I just I have to get tomorrow. Literally, my to do list is to go get the. The mailers, okay. the materials, yeah. <laughs> bro, my baby, my bag. baby, oh, dude. 
Yeah, that, that, one, that, that one went first. The Ruse of Bat one went first, but that was expected. Of course it did. And then course. did this Knuckles one also. That one's honestly fresh as fuck. This is, I honestly think the Knuckles one came out the cleanest because it was the last one that I did and I had kind of gotten a hang of it. What hat point, is he but... on? Yeah, I, got yeah this, I can't tell. I thrifted this hat that just has this like, I thought it was a fire hat because it's it's just like a thumbs up smiley face, smiley yeah. face. But I don't think it means anything. But I was like, it's kind of a fresh hat. But I got more hats. I'm gonna do more characters because it got a pretty good response. But uh, I get ten percent for pushing you to do these. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll, how I'll that over. But how anyway, this is what I was gonna say before. Is actually it reminded me of this thing, which apparently I think you cannot buy them. Maybe you could buy them secondhand. But do you guys know, um, you know who Brian Eno is? What yeah. Is that? You live in New York. You went to art school. I know you know who that is. But um, he's a, he is an, a musician and artist, but he specializes in, he kind of wheeled in ambient music. So a lot of his stuff is soundscapes and like very soothing. He's, an, he's a really interesting guy. Bro, he looks like Moby if he was like man. <laughs> yeah, man. dude, Brian, Brian Eno is sick. He's done, he's had a really long career, so... He's soundtracked movies and had hands in production of all kinds of albums and shit like that. But anyway, back in the 70s, he and a buddy invented it was a card game. It's, a, it's actually like a deck of cards called Oblique Strategies that's specifically designed for um it's specifically designed for artists of any medium who are having like writer's block. And you basically are supposed to pull a card from the deck. And it gives you some prompt, which is supposed to encourage lateral thinking. Like you're supposed to read it and then and think of, you know, it'll say like, you know, do an idea that your friend would make or something like that, Mm -hmm. like random shit like that. But one of them on there is like, do one, do like revisit an old idea that you abandoned or something like that. And it's cool. It's dope. I really want to get this fucking oblique strategies, but apparently they printed it like five times like like in ever and i think it was like once in the 70s once in the 90s once in the 2000s and then like a couple more and then never again so i think you can't get them anymore but like i've read a fair bit about them online and i'm like if anybody has a set out there i would love to buy you're telling me you should um rare like the yolo swag beetle moses trading cards those are sick too yeah all right yeah hit me up when you're done plugging your shit (laughs) (laughs) um you should check out uh what is it making comics by linda barry oh i don't know that one um she has two great books uh yes um (laughs) women are amazing comic artists they are yeah um all of them blobby and friends and, yeah and my favorite woman comic artist outside of eleanor davis is uh linda barry um who's a very sweet kooky arts educator who makes great work on her own but has made two books one called syllabus and one called making comics and both are filled with like prompts and drawing exercises that are Pretty great cool. for either people who like gave up on drawing when they were younger and they want to return to it, but they feel like it's like silly or they like can't, they can't like loosen up or it's great for people who just have writer's block and, or sorry, artist block and they just can't come up with ideas. But um, cool. I love her art style. 
Yeah. Is this? Uh, I'm looking at a picture yeah, now. Does she seriously. also have an animal Sona that's a monkey? It looks like it. Yes, yeah, so she a does. Like a okay. uh, she is. Yeah. She is less committed to her fursona as I am. Okay. But um, she's great. Uh, yeah. If anyone ever has the opportunity to see her speak in person, uh, they will walk out of that a better person. That's awesome. I love that, dude. The I th- that reminds me. I had this one. I started reading this right before I started posting shit on Twitter. Also, this one That's... understanding comics. That is the Bible of comics right there. This shit fucking rides, bro. Yeah, like, it's so... I'm actually due for a reread because I start... I read everything. The coolest part is that it is a comic itself. Yes. I I think maybe Linda Berry's might be this way too, but it's Mm -hmm. like... It deconstructs, like, all kinds of... Yeah, Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. It's very fucking cool and, like, reminds me totally of what you're talking about with Linda Berry. Like, deconstructs comics, kind of, like, uh, puts them in sort of plain speak but also like highlights elements of comics that like when you read them you don't really think about it you know what i mean like certain Mm -hmm. ways that people like can show the passage of time or like you know painting a scene and like differences in comics in in the west and in the east and like all of it was super fucking interesting i'm due for a reread now but it's yeah i i revisited it because i started teaching at the School of Visual Arts this past fall. No, it's fuck, dude. Uh, I started teaching an elective called Animating Comics, uh, which I kind of was able to like build a curriculum for myself. Did you and... get a teaching degree for that? Uh, no, you just got to be good. That's fucking dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Um, uh... But uh, I returned to Understanding Comics to help put together like lectures and uh and a curriculum and to be honest you could either pay uh tens of thousands of dollars to go to a private art school or you could pay 12 bucks online and get a copy of understanding comics (laughs) yeah that's all dude it really was fucking insightful i mean i i have been wanting to do like a longer form comic for a while but it just been procrastinating it because well i know you had that undertaking that one idea you kept telling me about you said yeah, it's well, pretty the, much written though the robot type one yeah the, that one i have written as a novel but there's another idea that i've actually started drawing that's uh there's no dialogue like it's just a visual story but it's, it's pro- deep. yeah oh. i it, i think it's actually it's doable like i have it all outlined i know i could draw it it's within my wheelhouse it's literally just the like okay i have to draw 80 drawings right now like it's you know what i mean or just like i have to yeah. draw 80 drawings like it's like it's way easier to sit and be like, I let me just draw three panels. Let me just yeah. draw four <laughs> panels. You know what I mean? But the idea of like, let me begin this journey of drawing an 80 to 100 page comic or 80 to 100 page panel comic. is like, uh, it's just yeah. like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to start. But Dude, since we're started talking about books that inspired us, this is by one of my favorite artists. But have you guys read this one? <laughs> so did you just hey hey off the stage i thought that was gonna be a great bit i you know instantly it's like regretted my, it well i saw this video on twitter and it was cracking me up you know this video of uh trisha paytas like <laughs> meditating on tiktok and people are just throwing tomatoes at her yes, like yes. On <laughs> so fucking good you need we should build that in so you can do that to me 
uh, anytime yeah. oh, one of my awful jokes doesn't actually end. this is a good segue to another question that i had for alex which is um because we talk about the two of us talk about this all the time and it's just the fucking filipinos the web com- yeah that but also the web comic i love like, filipinos like, i love them swagged too. out swagged Swaggy. out i'm in uh, love with one. Oh hell yeah who's the gf go. filipino yeah Let's go. Mr. Swag. Yo. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that's approved, baby. Hell yeah. Dude. I love Angie. Uh, well, half cool. French Canadian, half Filipino, but let's that still counts. That still counts. You know. Um we all contain it? multitudes. Uh oh, do you do you get and how do you deal with hater comments? Like Oh, that is a that is a good question. I'm curious like, myself. Do you see it or like does it not cuz honestly your stuff is like it's very like it's very likable. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's very benign. There's no like hot takes. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. like, which I mean as a good thing because it's really fucking annoying when. Comics no, I make comics that piss people off. How, which um, one? What's what was like a big? Uh, one? I think during like the early stages of like the pandemic when we were like quarantined, mm-hmm. um, I made a lot of comics about it. Yeah, and. Uh, like I made a comic once that said that if you didn't get COVID in 2021, you got like a ribbon that said boring on it. Okay. And, um, it really, it made Twitter angry or like corners of Twitter that like, I don't hang out in, but the comic reached there. Sure. And, um, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, Like, I mean, it's the worst thing when a comic reaches normie twitter like as soon as yeah. like as soon as the general public gets a hold of it that's when the like first of all the people who are 40 plus no offense to any listeners who are 40 plus but sorry chuck and then and, and then just the uh ukraine flag in bio i don't really know a nice way to put it exactly but like they just normie <laughs> like i don't really know like it's just like that it reaches that side of twitter mm-hmm. and it's just like it, you just you, they're gonna somebody has to be a fucking stick in the mud like there has to be somebody saying some shit Dude, for me it's uh <sighs> i used to find it funny but now like when it does hit that side of twitter and i get 800 like is this satire Yo, is this dude being for real right now? And it's like, please shut the fuck up, dude. That. Like, you're killing uh, me, dog. At, at the risk of sounding like a cringy, aspiring influencer, um, engagement is engagement. True. If people are getting angry, that's great for you. That's Because true. people are going to hate share it. More st- people are going to look at your shit. And as long as you are being authentic and living your truth... Uh, who cares if what you say pisses someone off? That's a fact. Preach. No, it's that it, it is true, and honestly, I notice it a lot with like people on Twitter who like you know their comic reaches it breaks a thousand likes, and they're like, "I'm muting this. I have to mute this. I can't get any more mentions anymore, or something like that." And I'm like, "Dude, what are you? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you muting your most popular thing? You want people to keep writing and arguing? Yeah, and like I don't. It's like I think a lot of people. That's when they get uh, hate. When they're getting when hate, the hate, they usually say I'm muting. Dude, there's no bigger like sore loser when someone's getting hated on, especially when it's a terrible tweet. Not even like a comic, but a terrible tweet, and then they do the like." muting this smiley face and it's like 
I know your bitch ass is still reading negative comments and you're <laughs> pretending that you don't give a shit. Like, go fuck yourself. Uh, that drives me nuts, bro. Yeah. I fucking uh, being super real, I have like all my notice turned off. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I don't want to see anything until unless I look for like it. Phone alert wise. Um, the only notifications I get on Twitter are like from mutuals. Yeah, because oh, okay. I got the same. Yeah, because I don't know. Sometimes something will blow up, and I don't need to know. What's I don't need a live feed of every time someone likes something. Don't get me wrong; it feels good. Sure. And I like walk into the comic being like, how are things doing in here? Yeah. Still popping off. Great. Bye. Yeah. But yeah. I like, I don't need, yeah, I, I don't need um, alerts on every time someone like it retweets. Is, a comic. I do think it's very nice to know sometimes though, where like, say you take a risk with a particular comic, whether it's like the subject matter or the art style and people react either really well or really poor. I do think sometimes checking out the notifications or how many likes it got is a good way to like, I should do more of this or I should <laughs> do less of this. But uh, it's yeah, it's nice just, to know yeah. what what works. But yeah, I think sure. that if you've got something to say about something niche, you got to say it. Yeah, like, 100%. It's like uh, for yourself. And if it doesn't hit, fuck them. I don't know, just keep doing it. True. Dude, I think I'm only thinking about this because I'm on my third PBR, which is disgusting. They taste like piss, but we got to have a, we need a bald guy on next. I'm so sick of looking at Harris and then the other guest, and they're just beautiful heads of hair. Great hair. It's sickening. I hate it. We all have great hair. I hate yeah, it. You got good hair too. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Someone called me Vegeta the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, they're right. They're totally right." <laughs> Vegeta is the best character on the show. No, he is the man. Cool. He is the man. All right, he's uh, like the most dynamic character. He's the I, only one who learns. That dude, is true. He's I, the. That's, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, he, he has an point. arc, and he like does. no one else does. That's a good point. Majin Buu, um, he gets thin. He he loses a little weight. <laughs> true. Anyway, yeah, but then he just yeah. I know you said your girlfriend passed out so we can we can chill with the great crocus a little longer, but just because this happens every episode we have Patreon questions, we just don't do them. Which is so oh, fucked no, up. Oh, do the Patreon questions. Yeah, let's they're, say yeah. questions. they're, they're what right is uh, keeping the ship afloat. Oh, oh they're sure. the, the sweeties. This is from Trash Bins, who is a executive producer, cool. I believe. Yes. Yeah, um right. This, is, this is the one I alluded to earlier. So you kind of semi half answered the question, but not really. But what got you into comics and why did you go with a raccoon? Um. Okay. So the boring answer is that I was drawing comics since I was a child. Um, I got a copy of something under the bed is drooling. A Calvin Hobbes collection. Oh yeah, I have that. Um, from Classic. a like third grade book fair, and it's absolute fire, and continues to Great be fire. Yes, and it made me want to draw comics, and I drew a lot of bad ones that were like good for a child. Yeah, and I think I did that until I was like in high school, and then I got a girlfriend, so I stopped playing Super Smash Brothers, posting on IGN boards and drawing comics and i just uh made out and i watched rock of love and uh that that was also important for my development 
Um, and then it was only after I graduated college that I started drawing comics again. And that, I guess that ties into the second question, which is like, why a raccoon? Um, I used to live in, uh, this cooperative house where I had, uh, 13 roommates. Um, it was kind of, I guess it was like a punk. It was more of a punk house really, but like the hippies in the house. What's that? This was in New York. This was in New York. This was after I graduated and I wanted to live in this expensive ass city that has only gotten more expensive. But um, I was able to do that if I moved into this house that had 12 other people living in it and maybe had bed bugs. They didn't know yet, but they might. And I was like, whatever. Sure. And I did that, and uh, my lifestyle complemented theirs very well. And there was this one time where I came into the kitchen with a bag full of bagels that I got from the trash and said, like, oh, I got us breakfast for the next month. And uh, my roommate at the time, Celia, said, like, look at Alex, that squirrely-ass raccoon. And... uh, That's stuck? Stuck. And it was probably like a couple of weeks later where I was like, what if I drew myself as a raccoon? And I drew like a crappy little micron drawing of a raccoon in like a cutoff t-shirt with like stubble. And I streamlined it a little bit since then, but the design is pretty much the same. He didn't change much. You've got not really good. I I think the character design of the raccoon is fucking Chef's kiss. All your characters. So even, uh, so even when you do something stupid simple, like uh, I don't know if you've done him in your regular comics, but I know he was in one of your animations because I was laughing. Uh, I think it's your buddy. He's the worm. Oh, yeah, James. Even your worm yeah. is great, yeah, bro. It's fucking chiefing <laughs> a dart. And I'm like, God damn, dude. God damn. I know. A nice little uh, je ne sais quoi. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly because I'm very stupid no yeah uh, i Wait, believe you i, I too I am got, stupid i have a question i'm i'm part of the patreon can i ask a question are you gonna ask if he's <laughs> uh no i wasn't gonna ask that i was gonna ask um you're you're you watercolor your comics right is it actually watercolor or do you it's not digital um some of them are digital and some are watercolor um okay. i try and stick to a schedule of doing three comics a week That's good. um and when I'm behind, they got to be digital because I can That's move fair. faster. For but sure. if I am like on schedule, I will uh, like ink and watercolor it traditionally. Yeah, I love that style. It looks so fucking fresh. It's really beautiful. Very Thanks. unique. Yeah. You know, you and, and another artist that I love, Anna Laura Art. Do you follow her too? Oh, do, do they do like the little like the monkeys, the little the animals monkeys, the little like animals hanging out and, and celebrating yes. life together? Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. Very, they're very cute, but they're not like I wouldn't call them kitschy. They're like I think they're thoughtful comics, but she has a very I, I she I think also has like an art school background. Oh, yeah. These look fucking mm. dope. They're, yeah. They're yeah. She's great. Too. Yeah. And her shit reminds me of yours just in the sense that you guys both have that ink and watercolor style, but very different like. To different effects you know what i mean yeah. it's like you're using the same mediums but in like a different way but yeah both of you guys are very like visually it's clear that you guys have training in art because <laughs> it looks very good yeah Dude, awesome. uh, do you guys know like, um uh... who's that oh do you guys know uh steven neary no who's that uh Does he, he posts comics one? on instagram but 
he's another autobio guy who does all of his comics like with traditional watercolor and they're beautiful uh i would love to be able to watercolor like him wait can Should you spell Leary? that for how do you spell it uh steven s-t-e-p-h-a-n-n-e-a-r-y oh Neary. i think okay A-A-R-Y. yeah uh, he made a show recently called The Fungies that has these really beautiful oh, soft watercolor them. backgrounds. Oh, these are dope. Yeah, yeah wow. these look and it's fire. cool to see. It's cool to see his comics and be like, I see where that handmade touches from. That's in your show. That's awesome. Um, yeah, dude, I feel like the mark of a good artist is being able to utilize watercolors in the way you do because, like. Most painters I know, it's kind of like there's tears to whether you're a good painter and it's like watercolor is you're like me. You're like literally retarded and have two IQ points. You love that word. Dude. I, I can't help it. Yeah, I should, I'm Italian. I can use the word. It's, no, we can't. Right, right. We're all in right. I get it. It's like watercolor, oh acrylic. And then if you're like a pro, it's like I do oil paints. But, mm-hmm. uh, some Dude, sometimes I think watercolor looks even more beautiful than the it finest thing an oil painter has done. You know it what I mean? Like, I mean, crazy. the nice thing about watercolor is it's just cheap and it's accessible. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why I grew comfortable just like buying a set and experimenting because there wasn't this like huge overhead that I was committing to. Yeah. You know, I had to do some oil painting in college and it's really expensive and it takes forever months yeah literally yeah and you got to do it in like a ventilated room where you're gonna die uh so it was just like it's like the closest you can get to just doing like i don't know an ink painting but the color like gives it more life i think what's cool about the way that you utilize it versus like someone like anna laura like i think anna laura utilizes the watercolor thing to almost produce these very vibrant almost childlike like color schemes Mm -hmm. in her things which are very like striking but i think you utilize the watercolor in a cool way which actually plays up the almost like the dullness like almost that seinfeld quality that (laughs) that zach was talking about which you know what i mean like like the most recent one that you posted where they're in the bodega i'm looking at that one oh yeah yeah that's like even though it's like it's very simple, it's actually great like use of the water poly- watercolor like color palette because it's like mm-hmm. variations in grays and navies and like maroons and like it looks yeah very cool yeah very cool. um You'll remind I'm glad you like that one because I was feeling a little like iffy about that palette, but wow, uh, I like it. It's, it's, it looks great. No, yeah, I think it looks, looks good. Fucking awesome. I think it's really good. Yeah. You'll remind me to ask you about Bodega Discourse maybe on the next set, but. We have seven yeah. minutes. I want to just burn through at least one or two more of these. Sure. Just, so, just so the patrons are happy. Let's do it. Um, maybe you'll understand this one because I do not. I'm assuming this question is for you. If this doesn't make sense, we'll skip it. Okay. So did you go to that glitch NYE party or not? Yes. What's the story um, here, baby? What is that? Uh, me and some friends uh, threw a New Year's Eve party together uh in like on like the bushwick ridgewood border in brooklyn and uh we've like thrown like small parties before but this was one where we rented out like the back room for a bar and it was kind of like a financial commitment 
Got it. And we were a little nervous about selling enough tickets to like uh, get us out of the debt we put ourselves in. So we like opened it up to just like whoever wanted to come and to promote it. We just like made a bunch of memes about how uh, sick our party in Bushwick is going to be and how shitty parties in Manhattan are. Um, I don't know if you feel like an editor, but you could like throw some memes on here while I'm talking or something. But um, we all learned that that was very successful. And you sell out? we greatly exceeded the amount of sales oh, we strive to make. And... Even though I think we got like a little burnt out on promoting it, um, it was a huge success. And oh, it's yeah. nice to know that if we ever wanted to do that again, uh, the move is make your event invite, sorry, event bright page, and then just be loud and obnoxious with memes about how fun your party is. Let's go, dude! Hell yeah! Now, was what, they- what how was the how was the party? Was it a good? It was a good. It was turnout, great. Good party. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like '90s cyberpunk themed. Oh, like you're either in like the hackers or like the Matrix camp, uh, and those yeah. were like essentially the two flavors. We got five DJs. Uh, they're oh, all like friends yeah. of ours. That's sick. and um, it was Not great. At once they were like switching in and out. Yeah, you know, it like went from like okay, nine to where? four. Um, damn, dude. Yeah, th- there were some bangers. Uh, we got this great remix of dragula we had this mashup of the white lotus theme and the thong song season two Uh, season two white Lotus. it was good yes yeah bro dude you know keep it it contemporary we did uh i don't know if harris is familiar but i i did a one of the patreon episodes does that white lotus season two opening but with our comics Mm -hmm. and harris was like i love what you did with the opening and i was like (laughs) dude it's it's totally from something else did you oh, yeah, did you good. realize that yet or no? I knew I knew because you told me, but I didn't watch okay, White okay, Lotus. Good, yeah, yeah I, oh, you should. It's a great I heard show. it was good. I think my girl watched it and she said it was good. But I like, I'm like, I want to say backlog on shit to watch, but it's because I just am watching stupid shit on YouTube all the time. That like takes that's also important of my viewership. That's Rouge like the bat farting six yeah, hours. Exactly. Remix. No, that that's when I'm logged into the cold cuts. Our joint our joint YouTube page. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is Zach watching? It's dude, literally. Dude, there's times I'm watching shit. And I'm like, I have to switch the account. I can't let Harris know I'm fucking it's watching this shit, dude. Most of it is just Zach watching. Like, uh, this is how I annihilated this person in Pokemon Stadium. Like, I need I moves, baby. I'm like, what is this shit? Who watches this? I need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn from the pros. All right, I'm glad that question made sense because I was like, I, what I was this? worried it was for you or me, Harris, and that we just had no <laughs> idea what the fuck I was talking about. And I think we, three minutes, 20 seconds. I think we can bang out one more. Yeah, let's do it. Let's what do inspires it. your comic the most? Just scrolling around on the internet and whatever, or whatever pops into your mind. Also, does your mascot canonically have a human dick or a raccoon dick? What does a uh, raccoon dick look like? I'm literally know. Googling this right I'm now. Yeah, I don't think that I'm uh, well-versed enough in raccoon anatomy to actually answer that question. You raccoon. know what? I'm not, I'm actually not going to Google But I also stuff. have kind I'm of learned... Around from fandoms that you just shouldn't give people more information one because you're feeding the wolves and two the 
the beauty in fan art comes from filling in the blanks. Um. Well, I first of all, you apparently raccoons have a bone in. Oh, that's true. Yeah, for real. And you can buy. There's somebody on Etsy selling earrings made of raccoon penis bones. So wait, does that mean they're they constantly are. hard? I don't know. Maybe it's like retractable. Gotta get me know. one of those. Yeah, I wonder like if I bought this for my girlfriend and I was like, here you go, babe. I wonder if she'd be like, oh my god, this is so nice. But I have no idea what it was. Yeah, just don't tell her it's right. She would never. Dong. No, because honestly, looking at it, you would be like, is this like a tooth? Is this like a tusk? <laughs> like, what is this thing? Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> what Do we have more Patreon questions? We do. Oh. We do. Uh, Wait, what, wasn't say... that right? Uh, did you say the beginning one? What inspires your comic most? Just scrolling around the internet. Oh, or... on, honestly, I think like the biggest inspiration for me is hanging out with my friends and riffing. You are literally Seinfeld. Okay. Ideas yeah. from that, yeah. and maybe that's like a boring answer. But when students of mine have asked, like, "Do you have advice for how to like get into like comedy writing or anything?" I just tell them like. Hang out with your friends. Ask yourself, what is it about them that you find funny? Mm -hmm. And that is like your voice. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that draws you to these people? What like makes the, what do they do that makes you laugh? And if you're bad at like pulling like jokes straight out of your head, you can just start with quoting your friends. Oh, just yeah. draw fan art of your life, and that will eventually lead to uh, original content. Yeah. Dude, the, I, uh, this is slightly in the same vein. We only have a minute. Hopefully I get this out. But uh, I've only done stand-up comedy maybe like six or seven times. But the first time I did it, I was freaking out, super scared. And then someone gave me the best piece of advice ever, which was pretend your friends are in the audience and you're just talking to them. Yeah. Um, mm. But it's kind of that same thing. Like, uh if you and your friend group find it funny, there's going to be another group of people out there who are very similar to you mm -hmm. who literally find it like just as fucking funny. Yeah. Or yeah, absolutely. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We, I took we a were just having, to be back. We were having very good conversation just off pod. And we were like, we should really start recording this shit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but we were talking about it sort of, to, I mean, not to be reductive of your whole statement, but just finding like, everybody finding their own style and it being rooted in sort in um like realness in truth really like just like how that's how you can kind of detect if a web comic art or a comic artist in general is like you know if they're pandering in my opinion i'm rephrasing what you're saying but like if they're pandering mm -hmm. you know if they're trying to like play to the room or if they're actually like drawing stuff that they think is good or funny or interesting um mm -hmm. am i phrasing that right yeah. No, that's pretty good. The thing with the pandering I hate, though, is like, I'm sure I fall victim to this, too, but there's something about a certain comic where you look at it and you can tell it's literally the webcomic equivalent of someone, like, jingling a toy in front of a baby so that the baby's like, eee, I agree yeah. with this, <laughs> me likey, and it's like, it's it's just so, I don't know if fake is the right word, but... I hate that shit. I really dislike that I think shit. It's as an <laughs> artist or a writer or a content creator, especially, it's very easy to see through that kind of like thin 
veneer that some it's not just comic artists too it's all types of content creators do oh, it, yes, where they're yeah. creating things that i mean this is also uh like instagram because i don't here's the thing also i this is partly my fault because i don't interact with instagram reels very much so it's not curated <laughs> to me so the instagram <laughs> reels that i get fed are the most like baseline bare minimum like what i think they're just showing to everybody you know what i mean right <laughs> like that type of shit because i never like like or interact with like random shit that's like mm-hmm. fed to me but some of that sometimes i do have to like even just when we were on the break i don't know why something caught my attention and i was like scrolling through some of the reels this like unadulterated instagram general public reels and i was like yeah it is so fucking it's embarrassing. It's just strange. It's just so It's like weird going on at. YouTube incognito right. and you <laughs> see what like the base level the recommendations Beast. are. Right, yeah. That shit is wild. I w- Have you guys been fed this video? I see this one all the time in my fucking feed is this like really fat Turkish man and he's bouncing his belly to the beat of a song that's going like speedy beedy bop. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I saw that, that on Twitter. I, think I, I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> I just like dude, I swear to god, every time I log into Instagram, there's another video of this guy with like in a different background or setting and he's just bouncing his belly. Oh, Alex, I'll send it to you when we when we finish. Yeah, so I, I have no idea what the hell you're talking take. about. It does <laughs> remind me of this time where I had the epiphany that everyone's got feeds that are a reflection of what they interact with. Okay. And it was at uh, my old day job where I worked at an ad agency and I'm just making small talk with my coworkers and I just make a passing comment saying, Oh yeah, everyone on the internet wants to fuck SpongeBob. <laughs> And uh, I I met with, like, silent looks like, what? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, clearly we're we're all seeing the same things. Everyone is horny for SpongeBob. (laughs) But, no, I realized at that moment that uh, I just hang out with people online who want to fuck SpongeBob. SpongeBob. There you go. And you w- wouldn't even know what hole to put it in. Am I right or am hey, I right? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, yeah, that's that. I, that's very true. And sometimes I also that's also I'm I'm less picky on Instagram. I'll follow people without really thinking about it on Instagram because I'm not on there so much. But on Twitter, I'm kind of picky choosy about following people because it feels like after I follow somebody on Twitter they completely take over my feed. Like it doesn't it, like, yes, it doesn't matter who it yeah. is, but Twitter is like, Oh, you followed this person. You just met this person. We're just going to show you what the fuck they're posting. So I'm like, I really need somebody who's not posting cringe or not posting more than, t- more than twice a day. That, that mm-hmm. need to be tweeting two times or less a day. Dude, That's the worst is when you find someone who has like a funny tweet or comic. And you follow them, and all of a sudden, all their tweets show up on your feed, and it's like, "What's the deal with black people?" And you're like, "That's terrible." Unfollow, yeah. unfollow. Yeah, no, that's just not good either. Uh, to revisit what you're saying before about uh, truth in people's comics, yeah. if I may, go ahead. Um, uh, I just wanted to say that I think it's very easy for people to find and build an audience if they just want like numbers because you can observe patterns and see 
what things are successful and figure out the template and formula and just like recycle that over and over. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when I'm looking for a comic that I like, or like when I'm looking for new comics to like, I don't really give a shit what the follower count is Mm -hmm. because there are people making really good, weird fringe shit that have like, less than a thousand followers yeah but they're very like committed to their craft sure they have a very unique voice Mm -hmm. and that's like the and i guess that's the most important thing to me is that if there is the trace of a human being in this work that Mm -hmm. is unlike nothing else i care and doesn't have to be funny um it can just be it could be like slice of life relationship comics. It could just yeah. be about like something unhinged that your partner said. And the fact that you, ch- you thought it was important and worth immortalizing in a comic is, is the voice. Yeah. That's real. Uh, well, I yeah. Would, and I would, that's... Uh... Don't let me cut you off. Oh no, no, go off. I was just going to say, I would argue against a point you made earlier and, mm-hmm. uh, you might have just been saying it in comparison to kind of what you were talking about, but you were saying it's super easy to get numbers if you want them. Mm. I would argue against that just because um, Harris and I have a lot of people who really want to get into web comics. I think, you know what, there's two or three people who have started doing them since they joined the Cuts Patreon. Yeah, and I love yeah. seeing their shit, and they also do dope uh, fan art, and it's like so good seeing them. But I would argue, and I think we talked about this on one episode, um, you're totally right about the people that make the best shit. It's them making stuff they like, and it's not about like, oh, Avatar came out. Let me make an Avatar comic or something like that. You know what I mean? You're not like pandering. But there's a lot of people out there who make really dope shit and don't get the numbers and quit. Which is why I think the most important piece of advice, and I'm curious, Harris, I think I know your answer just because we talked about this, but I'm curious to hear from both of you Mm -hmm. um, because we get this question a lot. What's the best, single best piece of advice you can give us? We want to get into webcomics. What's the best piece of advice? Mm -hmm. I think the finding your voice comes later. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are like me. Harris, not really. Even your beginning comics were all great. You know, but for me, it took maybe a year of just churning out garbage to find my voice. You know what I mean? And um, I really think the single most important piece of advice for anyone listening, I know there's a few of you out there because you always write in and you want to get into webcomics and it's not giving up and literally sticking with it. And uh, it doesn't guarantee you're going to succeed, but there's a lot of people who don't see that number factor and literally just quit like two to three months in because they expect to get huge, like super fast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you guys agree that that's the single most important thing? Or do you think it is finding your own voice or whatever? Cause in my, in my humble opinion, I think if it, if it's meant to be and you're literally not getting into web comics or any, any type of content, if you're not getting into that type of content just for numbers and clout and blah, 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 I think mm-hmm. over time, naturally, you will find your voice. Um, mm-hmm. And I highly recommend, too, like a lot of people ask me, um, is it weird, like copying artists and like jokes and stuff? And I think especially when you're starting out 
at, at the beginning, there's nothing wrong with copying because that's kind of how you you grow. That's kind of how you find what you're into, what you like. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the, that's the most important important part for sure. Um, I agree. Thoughts on that? You do? Okay. Yeah. Um, what I've told students is that the most important thing with posting, regardless of what it is, whether it be like a YouTube channel or Instagram comics or just like tweeting in general, uh, consistency is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's obviously ideal if you do it several times a week, but if you can't do it several times a week, do it once a week. It is better to post a comic once a week for several months than do like several times a week, then take a week off. Yeah. And then do like a couple more and be like sporadic about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you post more with the the sporadic model, mm-hmm. it's still better for you to like post every Monday and the people who find and like your stuff know when they can look forward to more of your stuff exactly yeah mm-hmm. and i do think there is like a there is part of that where people hear that advice and because i see a lot of small time and even bigger type creators who literally you know they have a job on the side and they're super mm-hmm. busy and they write these huge long apologies when it's like they literally there's some people i get it maybe you have a ton of comms coming down the line and you haven't posted shit for like a year, then I Mm -hmm. totally understand doing this. But there's a lot of people who get caught up with like important shit that they have to deal with and they don't post for like a week and they make this huge dramatic post about like, I'm so sorry, like I wasn't able to post. Um, That's the only negative part of that mindset, I think, is is – people think yeah. they're failing if they can't stick with it but uh mm-hmm. kind of like what you were saying even if you backlog some stuff like you know what i am gonna post one comic every monday i have three ready to go but having the foresight to hold those back so then you literally have comics for the next you know if you have four comics you post one this week your next three weeks are set mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean and like not feeling just the pressure from like I have to post every day at this time, blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm rambling. I'm on. I'm four PBRs deep and rambling a little bit. No, there. no. I think you. I think everything you've said is true. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Alex. Your idea of like getting into like a flow, right? Like not. Yeah. Rather, yeah. rather than just like, let me just like bang out a million of these and then like ah uh, rest mm-hmm. on my laurels and then forget about it. Like it's better to get into a habit. And I mean that. I even like struggle with that. My time organization is like that. That is just a, like a critical flaw of my being. Like it's something that I've just never been able to deal with. And I probably will always have problems. With you still crush it though, bro. Like, cause but, I remember when you first found my comics, you were like, your output's insane. And then now I look at problem. you and it's like, your, your output is insane. But it's Your a, fucking but that's, that's is the insane. thing is that the time management that just because I'm putting out a lot, it means I'm neglecting other things. Right. So it's like there's a way to do it where I'm putting I'm and I do it because I love it. That's that's probably what I would add to what you guys said. Also, is like find your voice, mm-hmm. right? Find a flow and do it because you actually want to. That's the other thing that I can tell. That's the other thing that I think separates a lot of people from the 
pandering thing right let me just do this because i need to get engagement you know what i mean it's like like i i'm drawing things and i'm and obviously this is the same for you guys too and it shows in your art because i love to draw i love doing it and i feel like you know i feel like i want to you know what i mean it's fun like even if i had all the money in the world i would still be drawing i wouldn't just stop drawing so like i i love to do it and um but like what what I was trying to do for a long time in the beginning here, when I was starting the first few months was drawing, even when I didn't want to, because there would Mm -hmm. be days where I woke up and I was just like, I am not in the fucking mood to draw, but what separates you from doing it quote unquote professionally and doing it just for shits and giggles is doing it on days when you don't want to. Right. But I I got, I got so down that rabbit hole almost to a point where I was, then on days where I actually was like, no, no, I really need a mental health break. Then I had that fucking <laughs> voice, you know, that monkey on my back that was just like, you should really be doing something, man. You should really be drawing right now. You know what I mean? And well, that's, that's like, that's the that, worst thing ever. Cause like, that's how you get a heart attack, basically. Like, that's what I literally, to yeah. Feel like. yeah. Like, you literally kill yourself. Cause there's, I, I even saw a recent artist who I really like their stuff leave Twitter. Um, but there's a lot of people who, when they get in that mindset, um, you, I, I'm sure you guys have seen these types of posts too, from artists who are literally Disney level of talent, like extremely talented. Mm-hmm. And they then all of a sudden out of nowhere, they post like, I literally hate drawing now. I fucking hate drawing. And it's like, again, I, I probably may run into that down the line because it does seem like a common artist thing, but I would highly recommend like every time you're drawing, like, and this is why it's so important, like you both were saying of doing stuff you love and not for views and stuff, because I think that's why those people get burnt out. It's because they feel like they have to draw something for someone else. And it's like, no, th- do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to realize or at least remember it's almost like a marriage, you know? You look at your pig of a wife in, like, 10 years, and you're like, why did I fall in love with this woman? And you got to remember, like, the way she eats from the trough. I love it. You know, you, you <laughs> yeah, got to exactly. you gotta remember why you fell in love with it the first place. I think, I think it also speaks to why there's such an insane backlash to the AI art thing right now, which is, like, I mean, there's plenty of valid reasons why people, why artists are really up in arms about it. But I think mm-hmm. some of it is also just this. It's like if you're especially a professional artist, aside from it being your livelihood and not wanting to fucking compete with a computer for your job, which is annoying in itself, there's a fucking emotional investment that you put into it where it's like, no, I'm really pushing myself. I'm turning something that I love to do into a career, which is going to inherently make me slightly embittered to it you know what i mean it's like that's like it you know that's a huge gut punch to an artist that i think anybody who does it professionally eventually has to reach that and then making that sort of like sacrifice so to speak and then all of a sudden you see these guys who can't even draw but they can just type something into a computer and create like a fucking renaissance (laughs) painting i understand why that's like you know why i think some people snapped <laughs> it seems like we're seeing that online right now a lot i mean i don't get so much into uh any like thing anything frantically like you know i'm not gonna make any type of post that's just like i can't believe like fuck ai art all this shit it's like no mm-hmm. dude i mean it's the future this is where we're at it's going to exist like 
I'm not in any fear of it stealing the ideas in my head. You know what I mean? So, and that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. So, but I understand. I understand why people are upset about it. I do think that I think the last visual art that will be threatened by AI art generation is comics Hmm. because a very like the core of comics is kind of tying back into what I was saying before is the personal voice, the personal voice of the artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's like, you know, comics are like this, this marriage of storytelling and visual arts. And granted we have like, AI generation for both visuals and storytelling, but we, I have not seen any examples yet of fully computer generated comics that mean anything Mm -hmm. because it's, it's this marriage of these two things that are very human Mm -hmm. and um, that will be like the last frontier of machines being able to recreate that if you know what i mean for sure for sure i could see that and i and i don't even know if that's where i don't know that's where if that's where it'll go i think i think probably what we'll see is that it's first going to be utilized for things like blueprinting right for like things Mm -hmm. that are have architectural value like stuff like that that'll probably be first then maybe we'll probably see it replacing courtroom sketches or something like that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah, and, and I still we'll think start... it's crazy that we do courtroom sketches. It is kind of crazy. What is? I think it's cute. Can we not? And take cool. Photos? Is is it? There's no photos allowed. Is that why? What's? Yeah, what that's why. Some do cases. it. Yeah, but why? I've seen footage of Young Thug like doing. You know that one fit video of Young Thug like turning to the camera. Why some and not others? Well, I don't. I never understood mm-hmm. that. Um, it is a cool job. I mean, I like being a courtroom sketch artist is probably like kind of ooh, i'm drawing something and you just this is what it looks like you guys weren't there but i was there like yeah funny if they i feel like it doesn't someone... even have to be that good no i don't think it has to be that good uh, they sometimes hire, i see the courtroom uh... sketches and i'm like i could do that i could have drawn that yeah, did i do that sure. did they should hire uh, artist? like a <laughs> like caricature artist ticking. That would just be draw like yeah everyone like super fucked up and like be very mean about it i feel like that would be dope would be very uh, based. All right, let me let me hit just one last because I dude we blew through that block. Oh, I don't even know that how. Is insane, but uh, yeah. let me hit a final patron question. And also, we would love to have you back on. This this was very fresh. That would be great. great time. Yeah, absolutely. This was really we'll get fun. you uh, in on a uh, a Patreon exclusive episode so we can get a little. Yeah, sure. We'll get a little edgy. Uh, yeah, no, you two are are fun to talk to. I feel like I have a better understanding of what i think of comics after talking to you too so oh, yeah. i'm, I'm I th- grateful I th- for, for the opportunity high praise dude high i feel praise. the same way actually i think you said some insightful shit yeah this is good actually i would say this whole podcast started as like yeah we're gonna talk about web comics but i think this may be the first episode that we've really gone in depth into, into this yeah. subject <laughs> yeah but i think it's that's cool really good. yeah it's now really i feel stuff. fine that uh our our genre on spotify's art 
this 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 makes it okay but uh it's kind of cheating bro i was telling harris the other day our spotify from last year came back and it's like your art podcast outperformed 99 percent of every other podcast and i was like whoa yeah it's probably because all the other art podcasts are like Mm, this is a monet painting yeah literally like, dude. you know what i mean like literally probably like very like art history all right get that question all right, Harris, up, you sorry. pick do you do you have discord pulled up or no uh i can yeah i have it here i'll, I'll let you pick the last one because there's a few there's a few all right let's pick see. a solid I, there, we have some good ones like thoughts on rouge the bat but i think we can all agree we all want to fuck the shit out of, out of i think rouge, rouge is hot very she's hot. a babe bro i'm working on a comic right now that involves bat guano and rouge. It's gonna be a real banger, boys. I'm really excited. Huh. That'd be the I'm best sure part about like it. Oh, here's I, one. I hope this is a good one. <laughs> yeah, the next one. This is from user Bingus. He asked, "Are Bingus. there any are there any comics you made that you're particularly proud of, but didn't pop off as much as you wanted?" Huh. Um. I think that my favorite comic that I've made is a comic about cold sores and this is from a few years ago but um i think that i i nail or i'm able to make cold sores funny which i think is important in a world that greatly stigmatizes them and i shoehorn like an inside joke between like me and my friends that are that's just about corn but it doesn't take away from the joke at all. Okay. So it's able to be like joke forward, but have like a little treat for me and my friends in the back. Okay. And um, I view it as like a huge personal success. And I don't think it's like a failure with performance, but it's definitely an example of my favorite comics are not the most high performing ones. I, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Would you agree um, with this? Because Harris and I have talked about this multiple times, but there seems to be, and I swear I've seen other webcomic artists talk about this, um, but anytime I make a comic where I'm like, I pour my soul into it, I really <laughs> think it's good, and it's like, it does very bad, and then anytime I do something in two seconds and I'm like, this is fucking garbage, I'm just going to shit it out. It goes baby monkey banana, banana mode. mode, like yeah, insane. Sure. Does, do you do, have you ever felt that way about certain ones? Um, I'm off. I I'm often shocked by what blows up. I feel like yeah, yeah. I I don't have the forecast for it, and like all I can really sometimes I know, but uh, the the I made a comic about um. Uh, how can I be quick about this? Uh, there's like a guy who goes to a doctor because he has a hangover and then the doctor gives him a beer and then I they just, just like hang out and like yeah. talk. Oh, I love this like, one. No I've seen line. that one. No, he's yeah, like, there's like, like, so no like real punchline. It's just like this yeah. like ambient vibe, but yeah. it's like been one of my most successful comics. It's a good one. And it could, I, thank you. Uh, it can, it's success confuses me because it's not, a classic one, two, three, four beat comic mm. strip. It's just me like fucking around, but it had a very wide appeal and it gives me hope that casual comic people just like weird offbeat shit. And it makes me feel like it. I can yeah. continue doing that. Dude, fuck yeah. I'm, 
Dude, I, mean, I just got to shout this guy out just because oh, I, I think I mentioned him to you, Harris, but I what's know that? you didn't you didn't know them. Um, but I think you you guys are both clearly based on what we talked about earlier. You enjoy Calvin and Hobbes. Yes. Yes. I've always so been much. like, I wish I could find I wish he either made more comics or I could find someone who gave me that same feeling. And uh, if either of you haven't found this guy, he's he's fairly big and he just got syndicated in newspapers. But anyone Ooh. listening, if you're craving that Calvin and Hobbes humor and like lightheartedness that goes mm-hmm. sometimes deep, sometimes uh, crabgrass. Crab have you grass. seen Crab. that? No, I have never seen it, dude. I, no, I'm looking it up. I have. I, I you know what? I should ask him to come on because I DM'd him a little bit, but. You guys, I'm telling you, as soon as you guys read a couple, you're going to go down a wormhole. It is literally um, like, it's literally like Calvin and Hobbes. Like, it, it's really? it's so yeah, much. Yeah, these drawings are really cute. Yeah, they, the drawings are great, very too. Reminis- very reminiscent of Calvin and Hobbes. Like, you could tell yeah. pulls heavy inspiration. But the humor's awesome. great, too. Um. Anyway, we're down to our last minute. This fucking flew by, this block. Seriously, but, uh, yeah. We definitely got to bring yeah. you on again soon. And sorry, I think there were two or three... We'll get, get to those questions, questions we didn't the next get to, time. We'll bring you on. We'll do them another time. Yeah, we'll do them oh, another time. We got to shout out our. We got to shout out our patrons, uh, executive producers, real quick, just before we run out of time. It's uh, trash bins, T Stilly, Brat Brat Pew Pew, Gzan, and uh, we got a new one, Snake Oiler Man. Thank you, guys. Snake so Oiler Man. Yeah, yes. who claims he doesn't want any fanfare about him helping us out, but appreciate it anyway. We appreciate it. We appreciate um, it, Hong. Anyway, but. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, uh, this was great, bro. You uh very interesting guy and very funny. Hell yeah. Uh, likewise. Uh, like I said, I think I've learned more about myself from talking to you guys. So Let's I appreciate go. it. Let's go. Uh, Italians dude, we'll and Jews coming together. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Let me cheers. Uh, Let me cheers, y'all. Thing. Alex <laughs> with his invisible fucking drink. <laughs> yeah. I swear there's something here. There it is. Uh, I don't believe you. Dude, I'm going to green screen some giant rouge tits. 